Thanks for listening. This podcast is a ministry of Mariner's Church and everything we do to serve you, our communities, and our global family happens because of your generosity. Your financial support in the month of December is vital as we prepare for the next year of ministry. Everything you give equips us to reach our world with the hope of Jesus and serve those around us in his name. To give now and partner with us, visit marinerschurch.org slash give or click the link in the show notes. Thanks for your generosity and God bless you. Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church annual read. This year, we are reading Knowing God Through the Year by J.I. Packer. We hope that you'll be filled with fresh insight and joy as you spend time discovering more about our thrilling God. I will not make you suffer through listening to me singing a song with the word condemnation in it, but there are songs with the word in it, and they are great songs. I'm Justin, the online pastor here at Mariner's Church, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Gospel Everyday Podcast. And that's what we're talking about today, December 18th, condemnation. And we're first of all, we're nearing toward the end of the year. I'm heartbroken about this. But guess what? There's good news. If you don't have a copy of the new devotional, Holiness Day by Day, go order it now. It's super easy to find on the Mariner's Bookstore or at the Mariner's Bookstore, and you want to get a copy of it. Changing gears abruptly, it is time to talk about Christmas. It is very real now, okay? We are heading into the week. It's Monday. People are already thinking maybe of the last shopping they need to do. They're thinking of the the last items they need to purchase. They're finalizing their reservation or their menu or their outfits or all three. It's an exciting time. So what better way to add to the excitement, the joy, the experience of the, the week of Christmas than to talk about what could be perceived as a downer topic, the topic of condemnation, being condemned. This reminds me of so many stories. It reminds me of the story of when I went and did the speeding ticket. Everyone knows the speeding ticket story when I was in college coming home from Texas after a, a summer working at a Christian summer camp. And I walk in to pay the ticket because they said, oh, it's no big deal. And what do they do? They said, actually, there's a warrant for your arrest. We're gonna have to arrest you. I posted a photo of this a long time ago. And they put me in handcuffs and the guy, that the, the sheriff, was a member of the church and knew me. It, it was kind of one of the things that we all laughed about, but it actually was kind of serious for a moment. Feeling you were free, and then, wait, hold on a second. I, I was going back to the dorms and, and play football or barbecue, and now I'm in handcuffs. This is a bummer. A guy named Cornelius Michael Anderson, he, due to a clerical error, he was sentenced for a crime that he was guilty of, and he was sentenced for 14 years, some clerical error, and he never went to prison. He, he thought that he was going to get notified at some point. He never got notified. So he kind of just went on living his life. For years, he really turned his life completely around. Started a business, got married, had a, you know, a handful of kids, owns a home, super involved in the community, football. He Not the same guy, right? Not the same guy. We know what that feels like. We make changes to our life. We're not the same person anymore. Maybe you, you didn't used to go to church and then, man, you were invited. You met Jesus. Everything's changed about your life now. And it's actually, if you're honest with yourself, you'd go as far as to say it's hard to recognize the old person. It's hard to recognize who that person was. So what happened? Well, someone noticed this clerical error and they went with a SWAT team while he's serving breakfast to his, his kids and arrested him and took, took him back to jail. Now, they went through an appeals process and eventually the, they got to the judge and he was he was in there for, for a little bit, like, like nine months. Eight, I don't know every detail of the story, so please don't hammer me on this. But eventually got in front of a judge who said, listen, it looks like 
you were rehabilitated, that you changed your life, that change has happened in your life and putting you back in prison wouldn't, wouldn't actually do anything. It would actually misuse justice to do that because you have made changes and because of that, you are a free man and he was free to go. Now, the truth is that he is no longer looking over his shoulder thinking that they're going to take him back for the same thing because he was he was discharged of that. The judge said, hey, you're good to go. You're, you're, you're free now. And actually, no one can contest what I have just said. There's no one who can come back to the court and say, oh, no, you know what? This, this uh, Cornelius uh, needs to go back. Uh, the mistake has been made, judge. And I know you said it was okay, but he needs to go back. If that issue has been settled. Now, here's the thing. Your forgiveness, if you are a believer of Jesus, has been settled. And I know what you think. You think that maybe there's going to be a day, though. Like, you always leave a chance. Maybe the other shoe's going to drop. Maybe God's going to realize who I really am, that I actually make a ton of mistakes. And, and if he realizes that, if he does his own reaccounting of things, I might be in big trouble. That I actually might move in back into the condemned category. I thought I was out of that category but I'm going to move back into it. When you make a change to your life, which following Jesus is the biggest change. It is bigger than marriage. Yes, it is bigger. Than, it's bigger than having kids. Those kids will eventually, you raise them, they grow up, you lose a bunch of hours of sleep, but they grow up, they eventually leave and do their own thing. You marriage, you grow old together. The fiery romantic love of marriage is slowly replaced by the, the companionship love that, that happens. You've survived the war of life together. When I think of following Jesus, it changed everything about my life. It changed the way I thought. It changed the way I treated people. It changed the way I treated myself. It changed the way I prioritized and looked for a spouse. I was single when I became a follower of Jesus. And it changed what I looked for in a spouse. Everything about me changed. I actually, if I was standing there with that guy, I wouldn't be able to recognize him. I probably couldn't truly relate to him because our priorities are different, the goals in our life are different, how we've lived our life has been different. So the idea of being ripped out of the life you have, out of the forgiveness that you hold, out of the grace that you have received, being ripped out of that and being thrown back into, no, no, you're condemned. You're who we always thought you were. We know how that feels. Jesus, by the way, knew how that felt in a small way. You all know the story, right? Jesus is there back in his own hometown. He's talking, he's teaching, and the people around, what did they say? You guys remember the story. What did they say? Isn't that, isn't that Mary's kid? Isn't that Joseph's son? We know him. He was, he was learning to be a carpenter from his dad, and then he, he jetted and started traveling around. We know. We grew up with him. We knew him when he was stumbling around, and Mary would change his diapers at the restaurant, and he's crying. Hey, don't. Don't think you're anything more than what we tell you you are. Jesus died to tell us and show us that we are something different so that we would acknowledge that we are something different. We got done with Thanksgiving. Now we're heading toward Christmas. And maybe there's that person that you know, doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter how you're living your life now. It doesn't matter that you're saved by God's grace. You're always going to be that person who made that decision that time. And that's who you're always going to be. But let me be the first one to tell you, if no one's told you already, you are who God says you are. You are not that person. 
to you, that person who they remember so clearly, and they kind of want to write down and sketch out who that person was and put that on you like a post-it note, the God of the universe, the creator of it all, he's the one who said, you are something different. And how does J.I. Packer wrap this up? This is what he says. The very last line. The reason he says, in effect, is simple. No one is in a position to get God's verdict reviewed. So reflect again. Who is the most likely to condemn you? Is it family? The friends? The people closest to you? Are you stressing over that? Are you concerned with that? I understand. I can relate to that. I get that. Is it yourself? Do you look in the mirror and say, oh man, I'm, I, I still make mistakes. Hey, Paul made mistakes. Paul's a sinner. I'm a sinner. Welcome to the family. You are not condemned. There is no other shoe to be dropped. You are not going to be found out because there is nothing to find out. You are saved by God's grace. It is a gift that he gives freely and it was only given through the death of his son. And so as we're in a month that's looking toward his birth and him coming to be with us, it's only because he left us the way he did that we can be confident that there is no reaccounting to occur. There is no moment that we're going to get a phone call or an email and say, hey, everything's being reviewed. We're not sure you made the cut anymore. No, no. You are saved by grace there is no condemnation for you. Stop being so hard on yourself. Stop internalizing all the hardships, the past, the history, the labels that people hold on you, whether they be friends or family member, and breathe in the forgiveness, the grace that only comes from Jesus Christ and God the Father, God with us. As we get ready to go into the week of Christmas, pick the service and pick our outfits, and hopefully you spent time picking the people you're inviting and you've invited them and said, come be with me hey, the, online, come to my house. I'm going to have food. Let's, let's celebrate together. Let's do, you, you don't have to be alone during this season. If it's one of our in-person congregation, follow us there. Let's park near each other. Come sit with our family. We're going to be there. We'd love for you to be there. Do not forget that the gift of Christmas is Jesus. Do not condemn yourself. Do not let others condemn you. What God has forgiven, it will not come under review. We love you. No matter where you are, no matter how you're listening, thank you for being part of Mariner's Church. Enjoy Christmas Eve. Enjoy Christmas. And next Monday is Christmas. So I'll see you then. Have a great day. Thanks so much for making the Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you could take a few moments to rate and review the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.